0: Tork, Bajir, Andalite, d and Taxons if you manage to get some earbuds. Welcome, folks, to the Wonder Years. trailer for all your animals re and eventual rereading reading needs. I'm Lulu and I'm fucking back, bitches.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Seda. I was here.
0: It's been three weeks since I was... Three weeks? I was... Okay, one week ago was not... We didn't do an episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Two weeks ago was Blair. Three weeks ago was no episode. Yeah. Four... It's been four weeks since I've been on an episode. Yeah. Sorry about the spotty release schedule, but it's it's just like we're back to normal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll be back to weekly after this, probably. It's just you know breaking my fuck damn leg didn't really help much.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Oh yeah,
0: I'm Lula. This is Sana.
1: I think we did. I think we did that.
0: Oh okay. I don't know if you said your name. I know I said mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is the one of the year, It's an Animorphs podcast. We normally read the books, but Blair is dead. Uh, so we have to re- so we have to watch them until he comes not back dead. to life. <laughs>
1: Just to clarify, because that made me really upset to hear, and I know it's not
0: true. <laughs> you know, it made me upset to say, so I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Blair, for doing an episode in my absence. Um, uh, so, what have you been up to, Seda? I've been, um, well, I guess I'll answer the question quick because mine's not. I've been recovering from a broken leg, so I haven't been doing a whole bunch of shit. Um, but I have been trying to find a new name, so if you think, if you're listening to this podcast you think, hey, I've got a great new name for Lulu, at me on Twitter, I'm trying my hardest because there are so many fucking names in the world and I can't think of the right one.
1: Yeah, there are a lot. You should make a spreadsheet or something.
0: I've got, like, a short list. I'm thinking of, like, I'm looking at, like, Sarah, I'm looking at Natalie, I'm looking at, like, Diana, Evelyn, Maria... Tabitha, which just, pretty much only because it shortens to Tabby, because that's how much of a fucking furry I am.
1: Yeah, I like Evelyn and Tabby for you. Those are cute.
0: Tabby is really good, is yeah. the thing.
1: Yeah,
0: Anyways, I'm Lulu, though. That's my that's my handle for a while. Yeah. Seda, what have you been up to?
1: Um, so last episode, I talked about how I got these, like, pajama pants on my birthday, and I hadn't taken them off yet, um, and I... I Still kind of haven't taken them off, so that's pretty so much that's pretty much me. Right
0: I know. It's been two weeks.
1: Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh good. I went so up. <laughs> sometimes that's just the life you gotta live with you and your terrible son. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes changing pants is unnecessary. Yeah. Honestly though. Yeah. No, that that's a mood. I I did definitely do that in college at least once. Like just wear the same pants for two weeks. Yeah. I, I wore the same been, pair of
1: <laughs> I just haven't been leaving my bed or bed. My, my bed really is where I've been.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we all love you, Sada. Thank you for Thank you for Thank you for uh, mustering up the energy to get this episode.
1: Mhm.
0: What the hell is that?
1: That was me just just thinking about the things that I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's okay, Seda. We love you.
1: We watched two episodes of Amorphs.
0: We watched two episodes of Amorphs, and... Oh, this was a juicy... It wasn't quite as good as Oatmeal Bath Bombs, but it was very fucking good.
1: It was really good. Well, I mean, it was also very close to... the The source material? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, like... So there's a there was an added dimension of um, so this is the capture based on the book the capture the one where Jake gets the one where Jake gets taken over um, the uh, one of the things that added that I don't think was in the capture was that um, the 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 facility that uh, Jake is that they have to infiltrate where Jake where Jake falls in that uh, that is like being held that like his dad is helping to build that Jake's papa is helping to build that and so it leads like to some interaction with like you know. Victor Trent, or whatever Visitor 3's human form name is. Holy shit. Yeah. Say that. His name is V... His initials are VT.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I just realized that.
1: Yeah. It it occurred to me when we saw it pop up on the very, very good uh, chat instant messaging UI that someone (laughs) invented for Animorphs. (laughs) Because Jake excited like lo- about Victor Trent, and then Rachel went. He's worried about this or th- um, Victor or Trent. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He's worried about fucking. I I had a funny joke, but I couldn't think of I I couldn't think of a word that started with V that was a like color, and then I was gonna say trout. Oh, he's worried about Violet Trout. He's worried about violent trout. He's worried about very angry trout that are out ought to fuck him up.
1: Why did it have to be a color?
0: I don't know. It it just seemed like, it just seemed like accurate in my head.
1: Yeah. Because Victor and Visser aren't colors.
0: No, they're not. Just like, they, I, I had, I was dead set on trout being one of the words. And like, the idea of like, Jake being worried about a specific color of fish was very funny to me in the moment, but it's yeah. not a very funny joke.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: It's not a very funny, quote, joke, and quote.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering. We're, if we're taking our time, time to get
0: back in the swing of this. I was
1: just wondering if there was an internal logic, that's
0: all. N- no, Seda, I don't know shit or fuck.
1: Cool. We get three monologues to open this episode, though, so to be fair, we're kind of in good company. Um, yeah,
0: no, we get, uh... At least we get, the
1: version we watched.
0: Yeah, we get Cassie talking about what was Cassie talking about?
1: Um, she essentially was talking about the ecological justification of war. Like, I thought, uh,
0: wait, wasn't it more like you, you, some people, you need to change to save the world? Wasn't that how she capped it off?
1: Yeah, but a huge part of like she starts off with a very corny joke that was something like, "You always hear that people don't change. I guess you haven't met my friends." And then she sort of goes off for a little while about how. They have to save the earth because of animals and how um, by using the animal's bodies, she's actually she's saving the animals. And so it's worth it. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and it's I just love I just love I get so happy whenever she just goes off on her like animal tangents. It delights me. Um, yeah. So much, no, it's good. Which I think Where she's of, like, actually,
0: y- like y- to- if you Cassie's really fucking good. Sorry about that. We'll we'll try and we'll try and I'll try and cut that so it doesn't sound like that. Um
1: yeah. There I'd like to just in in the in the throes of my Cassie adoration, I'd like to call out a YouTube commenter on the second episode that we watched named Cheesy Tits who 2 weeks ago left a comment 2 weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago 14 days ago left a comment saying oh good to see they haven't made cassie any less of an idiot in the adaption how dare you!" wow fuck you how dare you cheesy tits
0: cheesy tits sorry
1: yeah i didn't name them that's just their name
0: fucked up
1: yeah and i mean we can get into it later but cassie was pretty much acting the most logically in that episode anyway Um, But after Cassie's monologue, we got a Rachel monologue, and it's the most monologue-ass monologue, and I hate
0: it. It's yeah, she's like, like I got to dive in f- head first, make sure all my friends and she's like doing like some model ass like posing, like yeah. like some very t- like some very tiger beat ass like, "Oh, hey, I'm posing and yeah. I'm going to spin around, look over my other shoulder and be like, "Hey, I'm the brave one and you can only be uh, when a man is afraid, that is the only time he can be brave." J- quote Game of Thrones. It's my favorite quote from The Game of the Throne. It's hey, like,
1: it's wh- wh- this wh- sh- super theater kid having to audition for something monologue where she's like, but we put up a fight, <laughs> yeah, me and my friends, and it's like, oh, don't. <laughs> and also for some reason it has seventeen hundred more cuts than any of the other ones. <laughs>
0: I just like, my head my head like spun around so fast it unscrewed from the top of from the top of my neck and I like it just like landed on the side of the. It just landed on the floor next to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we go into sort of our a Jake intro monologue that we've seen before of him just sort of explaining the
0: premise of the show. I used show. to be a normal kid. I used yeah. to play video games, talk to my friends, hang out. But then one day, an a, a andalite came down and gave me the power to morph. And I can turn into a tiger, which... Is gonna make this. It's which is. It's gonna make this this six year old boy who doesn't know what the fuck transgender is very jealous for some reason. And then t- then 20, 15 years later, she's gonna make a persona and also be a girl.
1: Yep, that's exactly what the script said, and it's exactly how he read it in that tone.
0: It's really weird, but
1: it was you know, controversial kind of text. <laughs> in 1998. But time has proven him correct. Yeah,
0: God, I yeah. wasn't even six. I was not six in 1998.
1: I was. Briefly.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we go, we, we're, like, they're having dinner at, like, an upscale place, and Jake just looks like his suit is, like, it looks like a Tom hand-me-down suit, frankly. It looks like it was handed handed him down, like, two years too early, because it's, it's big on that boy. And then, like, Visitor 3, Victor Trent starts, like, fucking meandering over to their table where they're having dinner with their parents, And, like, Jake is just like, oh, Tom. Remember when Tom did the buzzer beater and dunked the basketball into the hoop and it was so cool? And his dad's like, yeah, I remember that. And then their mom was like, you weren't there. And the dad's like, oh, yeah. But I remember
1: remember hearing you talk about it. It's nice because he, like, obviously is the very classic like i don't have time for my family businessman. but he also obviously cares and everyone's very understanding about it so it's not like this call out where she's like you weren't there she's like honey you weren't there you were busy and he's like oh yeah but i'll be there next time and it's like weirdly not very cynical, <laughs> which yeah, just it's, not really like, happy. Sh-
0: it's not like it's not like sure you will dad. He's yeah. just like it's just like they're very understanding that he's working very hard. Jake
1: gets a genuine like goofy ass smile on his face when his dad's like, because he's like, oh Tom will be at your games, and Jake's like, well Tom left the team and then his dad says, "Well, then Jake'll be at your games." And Jake gets like, this Gee. genuine like goofy ass grin and it's just really <laughs> nice and
0: good. And then and then everyone in the diner is just like, "Hey, shut the fuck up. Look at that dude over there." And cuz everyone apparently knows who Victor Trent is. He showed up uh, he showed up a month ago and he's like <clears throat> and he's just like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. He's just, he's just like, "Hey, I'm here now. I work w- I work with Jake's dad." And then there's a, really, there's a really prolonged scene of Jake uh, eating an escargot to, like, you know, eating snails to own the yurks.
1: Yeah. And there's sort of... This episode has been, or was particularly guilty, I think, of a crime that this show commits, which is having scenes that go on for, for just too long. Just a little bit too long. Like, Visser walks up and... He's like, oh hey, Jake's dad. We're all we're business friends or whatever. And then he offers his hand to Jake, and Jake is horrified and doesn't want to shake his hand. And it's like he ignores him for long enough that, to their credit, his mom does does go like, Jake. But then he recovers and goes, oh sorry, I had f- I had fish on my hands. I didn't think you'd want to smell like it. And then shakes his hand and everything's fine. And like, but it's just. It's just too long just like barely almost twice too long and it's it's a theme in this episode but I do like that he just eats escargot and Tom and Visser are just staring at him with rage in their eyes and then we get the theme song so just to recap so far the structure of this episode has been monologue 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 over the instrumental of the theme song cold open theme song. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, this show takes a sweet fucking time getting rolling yeah and let me tell you it's for good measure because this is a banger of an episode mm-hmm. well, it's an a- well the fir- the second episode's an axe episode. who's the first episode centered on
1: um I guess it well oh, the thing is the episode we were watching didn't have like an end cap monologue because it cut off before the credits. So yeah. I don't think we actually got a distinct narrator. So it's sort of a Cassie Rachel Jake episode, but it does follow Jake for a lot of it. They're all together for most of the episode. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's a banger because we do get to see that really great chat UI that does look like word art. Um, words just like, Microsoft word text art that sort of every time you send a message, a 3d, it pops up on the other person's computer. Just like, and like does some like
0: word art rotate, like some PowerPoint ass like next slide rotations, which
1: is just delightful. And also I think not very subtle. If you are teens leading a rebellion, uh, in which you cannot trust anybody and at least, half of you are sitting in a public space because you're at, you know, your cyber cafe and your secret intel is popping up on your screen in size 175 font <laughs> with the fucking bevel, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got it's even got like a drop shadow. Like you just cannot miss that. Like you could read that from a mile away. Yeah. I was just suddenly remembered of this time in uh, middle school when we had to do PowerPoint presentations. where we had to like do PowerPoint presentations based on a word, and like we had to like pick music and like do a PowerPoint and be like, "This is what this word means." And I chose friendship. Aww. And I and my song and the song that I chose was um who was it uh I, th- I want to say Brad Paisley.
1: What.
0: It was a song by Brad Paisley. I want to say no. Sorry, Tracy Lawrence. Uh, called "Find Out Who Your Friends Are." somebody's gonna drop everything hit the gas get there fast never stop and think what's in it for me or it's way too far you find out who your friends are i was in a big country music phase that time in my life
1: wow okay yeah
0: i I was a slut for country music for like three years in the in the late 2000s huh it was not a good time of my life and i'm not proud of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's very intriguing
0: I heard a lot of people in that time for my for my enjoyment of shitty music.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. It'll drag oh, you in. Yeah. Um This uh chat conversation that they're having is bookended by Axe having food experiences. Um, which is mostly evidently an excuse for Marco to throw really sardonic answers at his questions about food etymology. Um And I do. I did ask this while while we watched it, but I I watched it again, and I do have to just reiterate who's paying for this because Axe has so much food in front of him, and Marco just keeps bringing him food from this cyber cafe.
0: cafe. Are the only lines that Marco says in this in this entire episode? Not really. Not really.
1: Essentially, pretty in this scene, because Axe
0: is like, "Is this hot dog made out of dog?" and and Marco's like, "Not really. Is it good?" Not really. Yeah. And is this hamburger is- made out of ham? Not really.
1: And they is it nutritious? The, you know, like, easiest rules, like I feel like it's one of the first rules you learn about, like writing a joke is like rule of threes. And so I was like, oh, they're sort of bringing it back for a third time because he gets a hamburger and he asks if it's made out of ham and says not really, but then he does it for a fourth time, and then it's over, and. From, from whence, from whence this construction (laughs) just nonsense.
0: You know, that's a really good question, Seda. From whence this construction is a good ass question. Thank
1: you. It's one that I really strive to answer in any media that I consume. And unfortunately in this, we don't know and we still don't know who the fuck is paying for it. It's so much food and I cannot imagine it was cheap. I mean, food was relatively cheaper in the 90s, but it's still, like, a kitschy, like, bowling alley-esque sort of food counter at a cyber cafe?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, Axe doesn't even eat a whole hot dog. He just takes the meat out of the bun and he eats it.
0: He does. He does, in fact, do that
1: he also does it with the hamburger, but you know it, it's worth it because we get to see him have a goofy smile when he eats a hamburger, and he likes it, and he smiles really big, and I liked it.
0: <laughs> you get so emotional about Axe, and it's the cutest thing in the world.
1: I love him so much. He
0: is such a strong boy. What happens next? I, I genuinely don't remember.
1: Um, we get a incredible... Well, there's probably, like, sneaking into the in oh, the complex no, okay, but sorry, first like jake, is, jake is jake is working in the clinic while they're talking and mm-hmm. at this point mysterious uh equipment starts getting brought in um and he gets kicked out and it's revealed like ooh, there's a big vip um coming into the health clinic <laughs> this generic health clinic which i think is a spa just based off of the treatments we see
0: yeah, and that
1: sounds about right. Super. There's a bunch of security, and there's a whole bunch of stuff, and Jake leaves and is very suspicious because of this increased security, and uh, it's revealed that the VIP visitor is a governor, is the governor who also just announced his bid for presidency, and so they sort of reveal, like, ooh, I bet that the Yerks are going to try and get – they're going to try and Yerk the governor because he's going to be president, And it's at this point that we blessedly get a scene where we actually see Axe in Andalite form, which I just appreciate because I know I gave this caveat a lot. I understand that it's a TV show with a limited budget, and it makes a lot more sense to have somebody in human form than dressed up in a full alien costume. But we actually see him as an Andalite, which I appreciate, because Axe spends most of his time as an Andalite. Fine. Fine. Unfortunately, the reason that we get this scene is because um, he, his fur, I guess, has demagnetization properties. Um, so we get a scene of Jake grabbing Marco's video rental card and rubbing it gently across Axe's enormous pecs to turn it into a generic security key that will unlock... Anything and everything.
0: Yeah. No, he does just, he does just, like, rub it all over his chest. Like, he is, like, like, he is just, like, he's got that, like, bar of soap, and he is just going to town on that left pectoral.
1: Yeah. And then he turns back into a human, which is, like, (laughs) why? He was already in the makeup. Surely you could have just finished the scene. Whatever. They sneak into the spa, and there's a pretty bad to look at lion morph from Rachel. Yeah. Because Visser Three and his oh. cronies all appear, and they're all trying to get him. And there's sneak in and the then 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 Jake falls into the hot tub, which they've discovered is a urk pool. And.
0: Jake falls straight out of, like, a fucking ventilator shaft into yeah. the gear pool. Like-
1: Everybody falls down, and he falls right into the Yurk pool. And in order to help him escape, Rachel turns into a lion. It's not great to look at. And the governor storms out of the building, saying, um, The governor has a really good exit line, is mostly the thing that I took from it. Which is that... Having seen a lion in this spa, he says, this place shouldn't just be shut down. It should be burnt down, which is great, first of all, for a <laughs> That's, what I, that's what... <laughs> be like, fuck this. Burn this place to the ground. But his justification for this is that you shouldn't be helping an animal in a human health clinic. But that's the reaction you have to, like, a gross animal, right? Like, I feel like if I saw a lion in a hospital, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> ew.
0: If I saw a lion in a hospital, I would be like, oh, A friend.
1: I'd be like, dope therapy lion. Let me get in
0: there. Please, let that, let, let that, I want that lion to maul me as a form of coping.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always said, throw my body to a big cat.
0: (laughs) I've always said this. That is in your last will and testament. If you turn your driver's license over to the other side, it does, in fact, say that on there. Yes,
1: I do indeed have my last will and testament printed on my driver's license. No, no, no,
0: no, say that. I meant, like, like like, those were two separate statements. Your last will and testament says that, and also, like, in case of emergency, like... No,
1: but I'm confirming you're right. My last will and testament is printed very small, like a cheat sheet on my driver's license, which is not a full driver's license because I cannot drive.
0: So it's like it's like one of the uh, it's like the uh, like the 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 Lord's Prayer it, it transcribed on a grain of rice.
1: Yeah, it's it's honestly more will and testament than it is driver's license.
0: <laughs> I like the idea. I like the alternative idea of it just being like, like, like it says, "This is my last will and testament. Throw body to lion. All pro all my leavings to Gerald. Goodbye."
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like just in crayon, handwritten on there. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I have a label maker. I printed it and then <laughs> I stuck it on.
0: That's is that your... legally is that legally binding?
1: No. Okay. So, we, I know so much about wills. We cannot get into this. Okay. It really yeah. Depends sorry. On your sorry. your jurisdiction <laughs> and where you are. <laughs> Generally, a handwritten will is accepted as long as it's entirely written uh, anyway, Wills, get a will, get a will. Everyone get a will, by the way, because if you die and you don't have one, it fucking sucks for everyone around you. Get a will. Part 2, second episode that we watched, (laughs) starts off with Star Wars Talk, which made me look up um, when the first prequel was released, because I couldn't remember. Was it it 01?
0: 99. Oh, okay. May
1: 1999, and this started airing in 1998. So this was before the prequels, which... Was very, so basically they're walking and they Did
0: we, did we, did, did we know we were going to, like, when, when episode four came out was like, we knew that, we probably knew that was going to be a trilogy, but like, did George, was George Lucas like, listen, we're going to, we got to get to episode six, but then we'll go back and refill in the blank. So like, did we know that at 98? I mean, we had to have, they, right? They
1: already knew that the prequels were about to happen. Yeah. Because there True. was hype
0: for it. Oh, <laughs> forgot to
1: mention the important part, which is that in escaping from the hospital, they turn the hot tub yerk pool all the way up and they kill a shit ton of yerks.
0: Yep, that, that is exactly as it happens. Yeah, with yeah. and so, so they're
1: probably. they're celebrating, and I just thought this was really cute. That Cassie, like, Rachel's like, there's still so much more to do. Like, we, we can't take this moment to celebrate. And Cassie says, hey, even Luke Skywalker got a medal before the Empire struck back. And then Marco says, that's true, but they didn't have to worry about Jabba the Hutt squirming around in their ears. <laughs> Which I just love. And so this means that the prequels probably... If if we say that the episodes are set when they came out, then within the next, like, eight months probably, I'm sure that Cassie and Marco... And I'm not sure who else would be a big Star Wars of the group. I think that those two... Rachel
0: Rachel goes so she can spend time in a dark room with Cassie and spend two hours getting up the nerve to put her arm around Cassie's shoulder and never actually do it.
1: That does not sound like Rachel at all to me.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's vice versa. <laughs> Ra- Cassie invites Rachel, <laughs> and Rachel is just, like, oblivious.
1: Yeah. Um, but I. that means that they probably went and saw the prequels and then got super mad. Because <laughs> I think that they're old enough that they would have actually been been angry We've gotten the prequel angries
0: um <laughs> oh my god i just love the idea of like cassie shouting at the screen like what the fuck is that as soon as jar jar appears on screen
1: yeah cassie and marco just like going the fuck off afterwards like they meet up with the gang
0: <laughs> J- the jake diner. is like i don't know i didn't think it was that bad and marco's like yeah. are you dumb motherfucker it's, what
1: the fuck is a midichlorian <laughs> and jake's like i don't know i thought it might have made sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god we need to write this fan
1: fiction yeah i think i'm sure they'd have opinions um, yeah
0: so they get back to the barn and like axe is immediately like <gasps> yuck
1: well but he like spends so like two minutes dancing that, around the word we, we get a very brief tobias axe scene which yeah, always good. makes me happy where axe goes hey do dead rats taste better than they look and tobias is like Hell yeah, dude! They're even better when they're alive. And Axe like gives him a look, and Tobias is like, "Don't." <laughs> so <laughs> it's like Axe like nearly but doesn't eat a rat, and then everyone else enters.
0: <laughs> and then and then and then like Axe dances around the term controller for two minutes, and then like
1: yeah, and then they're
0: like they're like, "Oh, a, a Yurk would never shake an Andalite's hand." Axe, demorph your hand and shake shake Jake's hand. Which yeah. I don't think that... Did that happen in the books?
1: They... It, not exactly that, but th- I know that there was a similar... Because one of the things that gave Jake away was that the Yurk literally, like, sp- spat out the word Andalite at some yeah. point. But yeah. But this, this specific act of, oh, yeah, well, if you're a controller, I, be- I bet you wouldn't shake Axe's demorphed hand. And he does, which convinces both Marco and Rachel... Um, and they're like, sorry, man, and they hug him, and then Cassie's like, well, I think that Jake would want us to be sure, and Jake would want us to tie him to a chair for three days. I think that's what Jake would want. And everyone's yep. like, fair enough.
0: And then Jake is like, uh, I don't want that, actually. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, that sounds like a controller. Sounds like a
1: controller. Also, Axe calls Jake his closest human friend, which is very sweet. Um, he doesn't He doesn't
0: know what the word gay... He doesn't know the words gay lover yet. <laughs>
1: no, he does not. Um, and... Uh, I... So, rarely do I get the... What is the...
0: What, what's the Andalite word for fuck, buddy?
1: I don't know any Andalite words. So.
0: I mean, th- there's... It, there's, um... The Nothlet. I know that one.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's the Andalite word. That's the one Andalite word that I know.
1: Yeah. What's the one for, like... The one that he uses with Tobias, where it's like, we're the best friends of our, of forever.
0: Oh, I don't know. Let me take a, let me take a quick Google. Keep talking and I'll look that up.
1: That's a cute one. Um, what I was going to say was I rarely have the opportunity to actually shout people out for their good acting on this show. Um, but I have to say Sean kind of fucking kills it in this episode. Um. Yeah, he does. Like, him as the controller. Uh,
0: Shorm. Shorm. The word is Shorm.
1: Shorm. Yeah. I thought you were saying Sean's name- no, no. And no. I was like, why? I was no, saying it's, something uh, nice about
0: him. <laughs> it, it means a close friend you never lied to and knows all your secrets. Someone you trust completely and that they could hold their tailblade to your throat and you would never worry.
1: Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. Um, Tobias,
0: I'm really excited to get the to read the fucking books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sean, as... Controller Jake is like just off enough that you can really tell something's wrong. Like he's a little bit too smiley and trying too hard to be cool. And not only is he so good in that, we then also get to see him as Axe pretending to, as Axe as Jake, um, which is also a delight. And so it's just, it was really nice for me
0: to. (laughs) It did my absolute favorite trope of, like... It, this is a really niche one. It doesn't show up very often, but um, the best example I can think of is in Stardust Crusaders. This is a reference that's not going to make any sense to you or, like, most of our listeners, but <clears throat> there's a scene in Stardust Crusaders where someone impersonates... Uh, like, someone, like, you know, shapeshifts into this guy Noriyaki Kakyoin, who's one of the team members, and one of the first signs that he is not who he says he is, is that he does a really weird thing with a cherry. Like, he, like, he, like, just, like, bount- bounces a cherry around his tongue where he just says, and he just says, lick, 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 lick. He says lick a lot. And then after they beat the bad guy and Kakyo in his back, he puts the cherry in his mouth and does the exact same thing with it just because that's just, like, a thing he normally does. Oh,
1: yeah. Because, like... That's what I have written down is that there's a truly incredible Jake reveal that he eats artichokes like a complete Like a
0: a monster.
1: Yeah. Which is just delightful. Yeah, that made me really happy. There's a lot of really, like, axe Jake sort of... I think
0: I, I... I want to go out on a limb and say that, like, I think the capture part two is, like, the first episode of Animorphs I would be willing to call good.
1: It, I mean, it wouldn't be my first, but it's certainly a highlight.
0: I think um, it's the best one. And
1: I think that's they, they lean into their goofiness in the right ways, but then they also have genuine emotional beats, which I think is partially just because the content of this book is hard to not make hard hitting i think yeah um but before we get too deeply into that there's just a couple other acts like axe jake goofs that i i really love um Uh, he's eating chips and he's talking to Marco as he's heading to Jake's house to try and pretend to be Jake for his family. He's asking if there's going to be more chips and Marco's like, yo, just so you know, human men also think about other things and Axe is like, what? And Marco says, oh, human guys also think about sports and girls and yep, they sure do, Marco. <laughs> Thanks, bud.
0: And then there's a good there's a really good follow up scene on that where where actually just like proves like just he's like, Look, there is a lady boxer on the television.
1: Oh yeah. Look what I found on the sports channel. Girls lifting weights. Do you want to watch? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Bud. <laughs> sure.
0: I mean I certainly do. You know i you know I'm about to watch some of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It makes me really happy. Um The, I looked up, I tried to look up in a few different places who plays the Yerk in this episode, and I couldn't find any record of it, (laughs) which is too bad because they do a really good job.
0: They do. Um, It's. They do.
1: We sort of get like.
0: Like, this is, this is like the best, I think this might be some of the best acting we've seen out of like Sean Ashmore in this show.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's. The way that they sort of do the brain space is a little bit weird, but it's like pretty. It normal nineties like, weird. It's like I mean, it looks like brain the brain fog.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're flying in like a vapor. Like it looks like they're flying in a vapor wave.
1: The funniest thing that they do there. <laughs> it's like that YouTube. It's like
0: that YouTube poop where Chandler dies and goes to heaven. Uh, mm. From Friends.
1: The TV show Friends,
0: uh-huh. The the 16-minute, the, the uh, the 16-minute, this, 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 um, this, this, it's, it's, it's a YouTube poop, it's a weird mashup, and it's the absolute, one of the absolute funniest things I've ever seen.
1: I got that Vine attention span. I can't do YouTube poop anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you pumped for Vine too, though?
1: Is that still happening?
0: Probably. You excited for, like, Jake Paul and Lele Pons to come back? You excited to see more of Peaks?
1: They didn't go anywhere, any of them. They've been around.
0: They have been around. And they're going to come back and make Vine a thousand percent worse. Hey, do you remember when sorry to get off topic, but I've been watching a lot of like vine hate, like hatred of old vine people. Remember when like 18 of the top 50 vine creators got into a room with the Vine execs and said, "Hey, if you give each of us a million dollars, we will make content for your for your app and it will like draw people into the app more?"
1: Yeah, it was pretty wild. A lot of stuff about Vine was pretty wild. Some yeah, a lot like, of it in good ways, but unfortunately, also not.
0: <laughs> like the fact that they never like bothered to like do any monetization. Like, like the, the the content creators did monetize on their own. Like they did like ads and stuff. But like, how was Vine ever making any money? They didn't do any ads.
1: I have no idea. I don't know how anything on the internet works. I just go on it.
0: You just go on it and click on the the Vine compilations and watch cat videos.
1: I record my own cat videos.
0: You do do that. Then you watch those.
1: Yeah, I do. Hi.
0: Speaking of, Gerald heard that we were talking about him.
1: I touched him. He was sleeping beside me. me. Oh,
0: Gerald! Oh, I love this fat little boy. Last night, um... <laughs> sorry last night I think my cat found an anamorph because I didn't see this with my own two eyes but like so uh, Andrea was over last night and she and I were sitting on the couch and we hear like this frenzied like out meow, 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 from outside and so like you know me with my broken leg I can't really go anywhere but Andrea gets up and runs over to look at the back patio and there was like so Sophie my cat and then an orange cat that looks exactly like Sophie facing opposite her
1: hell yeah
0: <laughs> and so I think an anamorph may have acquired my cat.
1: Sure, why not?
0: So, um, I mean, yeah, maybe They're my parents are controllers. to
1: the podcast to control the narrative.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, One I mean, time if.
1: I read a fanfic in, like, probably 2002, maybe. Sure, sure. It was a Harry Potter Buffy crossover in which Buffy was the real world and J.K. Rowling was a character in it. That wrote Harry Potter as a ruse. That Harry Potter was an entirely true story, but J.K. Rowling wrote it as a ruse to try and hide the magic world so that everybody thought it was fake. And that's just always really stuck with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I, I once read a fan fiction about Ranma one half where Ranma realized like, oh shit, I think I'm a girl. That was good.
1: Yep. And it, yep. That sounds good. A yeah. Fan I, fiction is good.
0: Yeah. I, I read a really... I, did I send you the really good Animorphs fan fiction that my girlfriend Sophie sent me? No. Oh, yeah. It's about Tobias realizing that they're a girl and not, like, a boy. Yeah. And coming out to Rachel about it, and it's extremely good.
1: That sounds really
0: good. I got to link you to... You have to read it. It's so... It's, it's really short. It's really good okay so back to the episode um the year starves and basically everything happens like it did in the book so go back and listen to our episode on the capture of the book if you want um but yeah oh my god i just realized blair was gonna be back in like a month from now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> hell yes oh i have missed him Oh, Seda, do not get me wrong. I absolutely loved doing this podcast with you. And, uh, secret here, I'm gonna reveal the secret now. Seda is gonna be staying on once we go back to doing the books, because I can't imagine going back to the series without Seda tagging along. But, like, I miss having Blair on fear baiting so badly.
1: Yeah, the episode we did was really good and fun.
0: Yeah. That's, God, you, having you two and me, having you two on a podcast once every other week is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yes. A very good nightmare, but like.
1: Nightmare for nightmare, baby. Hell yeah. Um, But the stuff with the Yerk slowly dying and trying to manipulate all of his friends and lashing out at people is really well done, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was never going to be quite as affecting as the books just because the books you're literally inside Jake's head while this is happening um, and just because of the natural change in tone between the books and the show but it still has some really affecting moments like when the yerk almost fools cassie into letting him go and then jake fights the yerk and cassie notices him fighting and basically is just like oh shit hey jake you're in there i believe in you and and i i believe in you and i like you a lot don't worry yep you're you're doing great jake bye (laughs) yay bye um and it's just really nice and they just consistently are like, hey, we're all here for you. Like, we're never going to leave you alone to do this by yourself, and we support you. And it- in the words
0: word of the great Rick Astley, Jake, we will never give you up, and we will also never let you down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's really nice.
0: And yeah, good. it's sweet. Yeah. And then, the, then, like, Jake tries to sneak out while Rachel is, quote, sleeping, but she was just pretending to sleep, and Axe breaks, and yet again, someone breaks the card uh, a rule of morphing where you cannot morph from morph to morph. It, because He
1: actually does turn back into an Andalite briefly.
0: Oh, he does? I must have missed very,
1: that. Very, very quickly. Like, it happens so fast. Um, that definitely. I missed. I missed it on the first watch. But he does because he. Oh, you he, watched he it shows, again? Yeah. He, he well, yeah. Yesterday I wasn't fit to remember things. Um,
0: mood. Fair, he very, shows up mood.
1: as Jake, and then very quickly sort of morphs through his andalite, which I only noticed because I was I glanced at the screen and I saw him go from human chest to the like weird barrel chest of the andalite <laughs> that's got so many ab, just too many ab.
0: It it really is just too many dang ab.
1: Yeah, and then turn into baby boy, baby boy acts. Um, and it is like pretty affecting to see the yurk come out of Jake's ear. The, all of his friends for me, I know that the most emotional episode, the most emotional moment for you comes in a minute in the episode. For me, watching all of his friends in a circle around him. Basically being like, hey, Jake, we believe in you. You can do this. You can fight this. It's almost over. We're here for you. Just like coaching him through extruding this dying creature from his brain, this malevolent force from his brain. Yeah. Really hit me really hard. Um, Yeah. And it's really affecting to see the slug sort of fall out onto the forest floor. And Jake just like, his, his pallor is, he's like so sweaty. He's so pale. And he just has this horrified look on his face and he just crushes it. Um, like it's, it's sort of, I think it's probably the first act of like, it's the most visceral act of murder we've seen on the show.
0: Definitely. Like,
1: um, completely, completely valid and like incredibly earned. Um, but it's still, it's, 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 it's better. To, I was worried about this episode because I love this book so much, mm-hmm. but they delivered a lot more than I thought they would, which is yeah. cool.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> and, uh, yeah, at this point... We and then the, there's the, a scene
0: at the end where I... That makes me want to cry.
1: Yeah. The wrap-up, essentially... Um, Jake sort of tries to have the conversation with Cassie where he's like, hey, so you know those things I said? And she's like, no, I didn't. You didn't say them. That's fine. It wasn't you. And he's like, yes, that's fine. <laughs> but you guys never gave up on me, and you always supported me. And he has had Axe create a voice changer slash probably like scrambler so it can't be traced Sure. phone situation. Yeah. Um, which I know, I, rem- I do remember happening in the books as well, so that he can essentially call Tom and have it be anonymous mm-hmm. and sort of reach past the yerk to be like, hey, Tom, you aren't alone in this fight. Never give up. You know, y- somebody's going to save you. Somebody's going to save all of us. We're all going to do this. Um which is really lovely. And we get a little scene of it pans down to Tom's hand and it shakes slightly, which is sort of, we've got two um, constant tells when it comes to yurks. You know that somebody got a yurk in their ear at some point, if they ever scratch it, if they ever scratch their ear, they have or have had a yurk inside of their brain. And if their hand shakes or moves at all, then, Then the person is, is fighting back. Fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are those are sort of your tells.
0: Those are the only two tells. Yeah, um, and that's the episode. I, I you know what? I'm gonna go out on the limb and say that I actually kind of liked this one, which is I I know I've been down on the show a lot, and I think I might this might just be Stockholm syndrome, but I think this is actually like a good episode.
1: I liked it. I mean, but I also don't have as negative of a view of the show as you do. (laughs) Oh, I
0: think the show is, I think the show is like garish. Like,
1: it's such an average ass 90s sitcom. Like, I just, the, the,
0: oh God. Not sitcom. I
1: always say sitcom when I mean TV show.
0: (laughs) Just the fucking, the flashlight beams is a lot, is a lot to deal with.
1: Yeah, okay. I think that is true, but I'm, I guess I'm also a person who has watched a lot of like classic Doctor Who and stuff.
0: Fair. Very, so, very fair.
1: I think I have a much different tolerance for low-budget sci-fi shenaniganery. <laughs> yep. Um,
0: yep.
1: Which, yeah, is legit, and I understand that. There, Okay, there were just two things that I forgot to bring up that I want to call out. Um, there is... I'm going to try and cut it out so maybe we can uh, just splice it in here briefly. The jaunty montage music when we're getting acts trying to pretend to be jake around jake's family is some of the best incidental music i've ever heard in a television show yeah it's so good and it cuts out at the perfect like punchline moment it cuts out really awkwardly which makes it more endearing to me and then comes back to just do a little wrap-up it's like (laughs) which is really delightful and then at the complete opposite end of the emotional spectrum when we finally have the Yurk in Jake's body uh, giving up and being openly hostile and Tobias is looking after him. He says, how does it feel to be trapped in the body of a filthy scavenger? And Tobias just sounds like existentially so bored. He's like so over it. He's like, I'm not a scavenger. I'm a predator. <laughs> <laughs> and that just makes me so happy. Yeah. Just, Tobias is like, uh, at least this insult. Shit again. At least insult me right.
0: It, it's like it, it's like that scene in Monsters Inc. when Mike Wazowski. It's pronounced Cretan. If you're gonna if you're gonna insult me, do it properly.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's anyways.
0: Really uh, so this is something that I that we promise to do. Uh, at least once a month, and we forget to. So um, hey, this is a shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, but specifically, we would like to thank very much for your patronage, Michael Kaiser, Sophie. Catherine J, Alec, and Paul Bechtel. If you would like to support us, have a shout out said. Give us uh, you can get and if you yeah, uh, if you would like to support the show, patreoncom slash fearbaiting supports this and our other podcast, Fear Baiting, the horror movie podcast, which will be back this week again. Sorry about the delay on all that shit. Um, uh, and if you support us at the five dollar level or higher, you get a shout out once a month, which we will be doing better about. As well as uh, at five dollars a month, you can give us a message to read out live on the air. No one has taken advantage of that yet, and I'm reaching out to everyone to see if they would like to take advantage of that fact. And also, um, ten dollars a month, you get to make us watch a movie, which I'm also gonna reach out about that because we haven't had a, we have not had a listener demanded movie in a little while um, for fear baiting, obviously. <laughs> Uh, you can't demand us to watch a movie from the Wonder Years. You can't make us, we won't let you
1: Unless you make your own Animorphs movie we if, will you make, watch if you that, make an, if you make an
0: Animorphs fan that. film I will watch that
1: Yeah, absolutely That's like 100% promise, guarantee
0: I'm going to double check the iTunes store See if anyone has rated or reviewed the show And say to work people f- Actually, no, you can find us Do we want to uh- do questions? Oh yeah, that's right, I completely <laughs> forgot I, did a, I tried to do a good transition, but I did a bad one That's okay we have questions uh, at the Wonder Yerks on Twitter. If you want to send us a question, this question from at pidmon: Y'all gonna try and encounter a zebra and leopard just be able to DNA mix up your persona? I mean, ideally, yes, but I think I would die. Yeah. Also, I... my also my tiger is a is a also my persona is a tiger, and also white tigers just kind of exist in the wild, so I think I can just like do do that.
1: But I'm very into this. Zebra leopard I mean, idea. That's pretty Axe cool. Axe does
0: do it. Axe does do the thing.
1: Yeah, he does. I feel like Cassie could probably do it. She's good oh, at Oh, for sure. I would love to see that. I would love to see her just get, like, real weird and artsy with it. Like, oh, Like, I yeah. want Cassie to give somebody fucking nightmares. Just, like, appearing in their home with, like, butterfly wings and the face of an eagle and the lower body of a crocodile but standing yeah. up tall.
0: Oh, God, that's a good image.
1: Yeah, it is. I really uh, also, like that.
0: Also, does the show put as much in, uh, of the danger of first acquiring the morphs as in the books, or or is that more handled due to budget slash safety? It's kind of there, but there's a lot of, like, off-screen acquiring of morphs that's happening.
1: Yeah, probably it's...
0: Probably because of safety, but, like, there hasn't been much...
1: I think it's partially... I think it's mostly just time. Like, in the books, yeah. it's, it's fine to devote a chapter to have, like, the action sequence of them nearly drowning while they try to become dolphins or whatever. But when, yeah. you, when you're doing, you know, a 22-minute television show, um, unless you really need to pad for time or something very plot-relevant happens, I think that they're sort of just like, yep, and then the animals. Don't worry about it.
0: Yep. Uh, this question from at TP underscore Albuquerque, friend of the show Evan. Why are these... Well, hold on. Let me do my best, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bow, 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 bow. Why are those kids always turning into animals? I don't get it. But seriously, good you're back, Lulu. Thank you. Why are those kids always turning into animals?
1: No, opposite. Why aren't they turning into animals more? This has been my complaint for the entirety of this television show.
0: I are mean, humans for the...
1: too often. They should Honestly, be animals more.
0: Yeah, no, like my biggest problem... If I was conscripted into the Animorph War, like my biggest problem would not be that I like... I would I would absolutely be a Tobias about this. Like I would just spend as much time as like a tiger or something as I possibly could, and just like fucking chill. But like I'd be like, God damn it, my parents are home. I can't really like you know Hulk out in my bedroom because what if they open the door? and What if they're a controller? <sighs>
1: or they're just scared the t- that tiger.
0: Yeah, that too. Uh, so like the worst I would probably do is like morph chunk.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be great.
0: Yeah. Um, and so that's going to do it for questions. Uh, if you want to check us out at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter or, uh, the Wonder Eurks at gmail.com, you can check out, uh, our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, and also the other show that I do, uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon, Going to Die, Not a Threat, Just a Fact, which is a leftism podcast that comes out every Friday. You can also find me personally at Gayest Lulu on Twitter, and also send me names that you think I might like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm also um, I'm also Yeah,
1: um, I'm on Twitter at nudity with an E A instead of a Y, like the beverage. Um, and you can find a bunch of music and stuff that I do at www.gaygothvibes.online. I have a Patreon now. If you throw me a dollar a month, you get like behind the scenes, and you get drafts, and you get me linking to videos that are private from 2011 <laughs> when my, when I was just figuring, figuring it out. And there's a lot of really embarrassing sort of YouTube-y chatter because I was trying to express my personality online.
0: I also recommend checking out Saito's YouTube channel because there's some really good music performances on there and also one of my favorite videos of all time where they are talking about fandom drama in... uh, What fandom is it? Sorry to bring this video up. I know it's a bit of a sore spot for you, but... um...
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's just forum drama about uh, combinations of Canadian pop stars and fruits. um, Okay. That, like, I really can't get into again on here because, I mean, that video was supposed to be deleted. I don't even really know how it was leaked onto my channel. Um, And I can't seem to take it down. So what are you going to do? I guess people are just going to have to see the uncensored, sort of twisted version of me that uh, sometimes the animal has to be let loose.
0: Hey, sometimes you got to anamorph it.
1: Sometimes you got to anamorph it. Yeah, that's my other YouTube channel that's full of just the stupidest shit. (laughs) Um, that makes me sometimes think, hey, what if I ever put my energy into anything productive? Imagine imagine if I'd written that book. Yeah. Um, but it's Pasada Chip, like my name, but snack.
0: <laughs> Santa, you have the best online names.
1: Thanks. <laughs>
0: Anyways, uh, we'll be back again next week. We will should be back to a regular schedule because I can actually like function I'm sitting at a computer desk for more than an hour now. Um, got my foot in a boot. I can shower now without... I can actually get my right leg wet again, which I'm really excited about. Woo! Um, and, yeah, so we will be back again in one week. And until then, folks, I'm Lulu.
1: And I'm Sada. And remember... Keep hand on the See ya. <laughs>